0: You're listening to Wholesaling Inc, episode number 432.
1: Because at the end of the day, you can have a lot of money and you can even have your own construction company. But if you don't have any deals or the deals are dried up, your contractors aren't going to work for you anymore because they're not getting work from you and your money's just going to sit there because you don't have any any deals to put it into. And so it really does start with finding a good deal.
2: the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim.
0: Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. And I am telling you, if I can do it, so can you. I am your host, Brent Daniels, and I am absolutely thrilled because today I have Jake Washburn out of Pennsylvania here to talk about some deals that he's doing, to talk about how he got into wholesaling, to really break down what it takes to be successful in this business. So, Jake, say hello to everybody.
1: What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Excited to be here, honored to be here. Thank you, Brent, for setting the time aside today to do this. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. You've got an incredible story, and uh, I'm excited to ring the bell for your victory. But let's talk about, let's bring it all the way back. When did you find wholesaling?
1: I found wholesaling the hard way, I would say. I was on the other side of the transaction. My wife and I were just itching to get into real estate, buy our first rental property back in 2016. Bought it from a wholesaler, didn't even know until we got looked at the HUD one settlement sheet. It said $8,000 assignable to uh, equitable owner. And that's when, you know, I kind of said, oh, what's this? You know, I'm I'm excited to check that out. Bought a second property about a year later, $33,000 to equitable owner. And I said, oh, man, I might be on the wrong side of the table here. Let me start looking into wholesaling because what ends up happening after two or three properties, If you're not all in under 75%, you're leaving money in the deal on the cash out refinance and eventually going to run out of money. Or, you know, if you don't have private partners and stuff like that. So I said, what's the best way to generate some cash relatively quickly? So then that's really where I got started looking into wholesaling and what is wholesaling and how do you do it? And how can I be a part of this?
0: So are you and your wife business partners in this?
1: We are, we
0: are <laughs> incredible, and we'll get yeah. into that. But so, was your original back, going back to 2016? Were you guys doing like a burr method? Were you guys just looking to build up your portfolio as like a side business? Were you working full time? Like, tell me about your schedule.
1: Was working full time, just a few years out of school, uh, working as a data analyst in the pharmaceutical industry. Was heavy into bigger pockets. Was starting to listen to that and go in the forums, ask a lot of questions, and just decided, you know, it's time to pull the trigger. So we got a home equity line of credit that gave us about 45,000, which was enough for a down payment and to get the work started. And then after you start the work, then the hard money lender can, can start giving you draw money. So we bought that first property back in 2016, hoping to do a burr. got saved a little bit by the market as it appraised for higher than what we thought it was gonna appraise for just barely broke even, didn't have to leave too much in the deal. And then, you know, just kept going from there.
0: Will you explain what BUR stands for, for anybody that's listening or yeah. watching this? And guys, if you are listening to this on the podcast, definitely put uh, a face to a voice. Check out this interview at Brent Daniels Real Estate on YouTube. What is BUR?
1: So B is for buy. And then you're going to rehab then you're gonna rent, then you're gonna refinance, then you're gonna repeat.
0: So why do you do that? Why do you refinance? Why not just buy it and rent it out? If you've got a deal
1: and you're all in for for 100,000, you know either the money that you use for that is just sitting out there and it's just tied up, you can't go into another property, so you've gotta refinance to pull that money out that you forced through the equity. Your repairs are the things that you're doing to force the equity. You've gotta be in ideally under 75%, even better if it's 70, depending on if you buy in an LLC or you buy in your personal name, so that you can refinance, take that equity out and just move on to the next one and just keep doing it. Ideally forever, indefinitely.
0: Essentially, what it does is it allows you to get your capital, your money out of the properties and put it into a new one and then just keep doing it to the point where you've got a portfolio where it still has equity in it because you bought the properties right. But now you've got a rehabbed property that's being rented and they're paying your mortgage on it. And after a while, now you've built up a ton of equity, you've built up your net worth and you are off and running to the point where hopefully you get to the point where you're getting enough passive income to to cover your expenses, and then you've got that true freedom of schedule. Exactly. And,
1: and you've got to kind of build up that critical mass and just be patient enough to know that at some point, you're going to go from zero to two, three, four, five, ten thousand $10,000 a month in passive income. And you can get there if you do the BERT correctly, if your numbers make sense. And if you've got a, a partner on the financing side that is okay with you having you know, a lot of loans with you. And it's all about relationships there too. Yep.
0: And I think it's beautiful because you're seeing, okay, wait a second. How did these guys source these deals that I'm buying? And how did they source it so much lower than I'm buying it for? 8,000, 33,000. So you started peeling back the layers and you're like, oh, sourcing real estate opportunities is where it's at. Yeah, because at the end of the day,
1: you can have a lot of money, and you can even have your own construction company. But if you don't have any deals or the deals are dried up, your contractors aren't gonna work for you anymore because they're not getting work from you and your money's just gonna sit there because you don't have any any deals to put it into. And so it really does start with finding a good deal. I talked to someone in Philly, big landlord, he's got 400 plus properties. He says, you really only need three systems. You need a system for financing, for finding deals and for construction. But I think it all starts with finding deals, just like you said, and that's why, you know, I wanted to get into wholesaling, get the absolute best deals on the properties, and then, you know, I can either use cash or hard money. When you buy it right, is when you make money, right? So then, when you're pulling your money out, I've had guys, friends of mine, make twenty, thirty thousand on the refinance, right, and and that's tax free. Yep,
0: yep, yeah. It's absolutely incredible, but it all comes back to, listen, all wholesaling is, is sourcing real estate opportunities. That's what we do. That's what wholesaling is about. And you've got options, okay? You've got three main options for sourcing deals. One, you can do marketing, right? Where you pay for people to call you, okay? Two, you can get referrals, right? You can just become the guy or gal in your area that people know to send deals to to where you buy, which is essentially what you were doing uh, before, but you weren't really sourcing it yourself. You were getting the wholesale. But And then the third way, guys, is to be proactive, is to earn those deals by picking up the phone and talking to people or going to the door and talking to people that way. So there's really only two ways to be super proactive, is to pick up the phone and to door knock. Now because of our certain situation that we're going through in the world, you know, these phone calls are so powerful because you can't go to the door anymore. You have to pick up the phone and it's more productive. You can talk to a lot more people if you're picking up the phone every single day and calling on distressed property owners. So that's essentially what you've been doing.
1: Yeah, you know, it's great. I started off like you say in the beginning, you've got to make a lot of calls to yourself just to get comfortable with the script and get comfortable with talking to people. And then I hired it out to a Filipino cold caller. So for $7 an hour, 24 hours a week, he's hitting the phones. And yesterday, I just got my wife on the mojo dialer. So she's going to be hitting the phones probably for another 16 hours a week, just so that we have that full coverage throughout the day. And right now, we're already starting to see some of the fruits of that labor with people wanting to sell land that they just don't need right now or they need the cash right now. I've gotten a couple of listings as a realtor from people that just got laid off six, eight weeks ago that need to sell their property. So it's starting to happen at least where I'm at, what I can see.
0: So let's unpack that a little bit because you talked about two really important things that I love hitting on. The first one is going after vacant land. Okay. So what do you target? Vacant land typically, guys, breaks down into three parts. There's really rural where it's like out in the middle of nowhere. There's like on the bubble where it's kind of by the city, but it's, it's bigger lots. It's typically an acre to five acres to 10 acres on the bubble. And then there's lots in town. Which do you specialize in?
1: I only work in Philadelphia. So these are lots that if you're familiar, it's a very old city. They're all row houses. They're anywhere from, you know, 14 to 18 feet wide. So we're talking about building up high, you know, three, four stories, but it's all kind of like a a large rectangular shaped lot. So the one that we just closed on last week, which was incredible, by the way, closing was in the back of my car, Um, (laughs) just, you know, with mobile notaries right now, that was a $10,000 vacant land.
0: Let's break this down. Okay, so... You pulled a list. Where did you pull your list of vacant Meeting lots? Vacant
1: lots, yes. Yeah. So, so I don't know if other cities are like this, but Philly makes these spreadsheets available online. So anyone can download the spreadsheet. And then from there in Excel, you can just kind of filter out by zoning. Is it a vacant land? Is it commercial? Is it multifamily? Is it a property You know, versus vacant land? So I have a background in data. So I'm able to go in and filter that out And I try to use that to my advantage.
0: And this is uh, like an online resource?
1: Yeah, it's all online, opendataphilly.com. You can download vacants, you can download code violations, tax delinquents, you can download all the properties in the city. There's 581,000 parcels in the city and just filter through that and come up with your own list. It's pretty great. Now the data is not always great as as some of the paid sources, but it'll get you some deals for sure. What is that site again? It's opendataphilly.com.
0: Incredible. And guys, yeah. there are other, if you were not in Philly, obviously, look around. I mean, you should be able to find some of this public data that is available. So just search around, ask around. I don't know if you're, you're part of meetup groups or a ARIA or something, but ask around and see where people are pulling their list from. So you're going right to the source. You're going to some sort of recorder's office in Philly. You're pulling that data, you're filtering it through, and then you skip trace it, right, to get the phone numbers?
1: Absolutely. Yes. What are you using? We're using Lead Sherpa. And I'll tell you why we use Lead Sherpa. You can suppress against previously skipped phone numbers. So you don't pay twice for the same phone number. That's huge, especially hmm. over time, right? You're pulling 20, 30, 50,000 phone numbers, you know, maybe a year. So you don't yeah. want to pay for
0: those twice. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. That is incredible. So you get the data, you you put them into your Mojo dialer, right? That's right. And then you press go.
1: Press go, triple line dialer, and we just start hammering away.
0: And so your Filipino cold caller that you pay $7 an hour for, how did you find him or her? Yeah, it's a him. It's a him, yeah. So I
1: originally found him through an agency on Upwork. And I was using him, and he was really good. And I said, how would you like it to not have to go through Upwork, which was taking probably 20% of his income, and say, you know, work directly for me. I can give you more hours, and I can up your rate from. Effectively, he was getting five dollars an hour. Now he's getting the full seven. So it's a better living for him and his family, and he's getting more hours. So I actually use Hubstaff to manage his hours, his payroll. It automatically pays him every week. He can do timesheets. He can do vacation hours, and it's it takes pictures of his screen just like Upwork. So I can see what he's doing throughout the
0: day. Jake, you were given so much. This is so incredible. What was that website again? It's hubstaff.com. Hubstaff.com. Yeah, Hubstaff. Awesome. Absolutely incredible. I've never even heard of that. So that's really cool. I'm going to have to look into that. So the issue that I've always had with any kind of foreign cold caller, and typically they come from the Philippines, but is the accountability, the training, and making sure that they're active listeners, which means that they're not just silent after they ask a question. You know, would you consider an offer on your property there? And they say, you know, yes, no, maybe, how much, uh, who are you, and how did you get my number, right? There's only six responses responses whenever you ask somebody if they would consider an offer on their property. But what I find uh, difficult is training the Filipino cold callers to be active listening, say, "Uh uh-huh, sure. Yeah, got it. How is that going for you? I think we could definitely
1: use some more training. I haven't been as probably as good as I should just because I'm still working a day job four days a week and just trying to keep up with the leads that he's feeding me. Honestly, either on the realtor side or on the wholesaling side. So I would love to have that extra time freedom to be able to train him and really mold him into an incredible cold caller. But right now he's still doing well enough to to get me leads. And honestly, part of it is just filtering out some of the bad data. So when I look at my effective rate, probably making four or $500 an hour wholesaling, right? If you you do the math, Mm -hmm. it's better for someone at $7 an hour to elite, at least bare minimum, filter out the bad numbers, bare minimum. So we can focus on at least, you know, getting the person to answer the phone, marking them as a contact. I'll follow up with them. And then I can go through the script and kind of continue the conversation where he left off. But at least he can get price. He can get condition, bedrooms, bathrooms. He can get motivation, timeline. He's pretty good, but he's not perfect
0: got it yeah absolutely and it's a process right it's an evolution to one get them consistent which is the the number one factor if i could give anybody like one skill, it would be consistency. And I don't even know if that's a skill. I think that's just showing up, right? If you can consistently do it, you will get deals. And then as you start building your skills and really understanding the different personality types and really understanding that there's only certain responses, then it gets really, really, really exciting because then you can really start putting pouring uh, gasoline on your business and really just going, I mean, just... Deal after deal after deal, and being consistent and closing and building up your lead pipeline. So that's phenomenal. So let's look at this deal real quick, okay? So it was from the list that you got from the county, right? County, county. yeah. And then was it from your cold caller? It was from the cold caller. So. And what was their what was their motivation? What was the seller's motivation to sell this
1: bacon lot? So this is really interesting, and I don't really know how the seller came upon this person. And it could be a scam, but she knows someone in Nigeria and she wants to move to Nigeria. So she's got this vacant land that she she bought from a dollar from the city. It was a special program back in the 90s. City wasn't doing too well, had a lot of vacant lots with blight, graffiti, vandalism, uh, stuff like that. So the city offered if people had a vacant lot next to their property, they would sell it for a dollar. But they would put deed restrictions on that property. They don't want people flipping it for a profit. So it took about three months for us to get those deed restrictions removed. But she just said, Jake, I want 20K net in my pocket to walk away. And I found a buyer. We made that happen. Buyer fell through. And then I, I went to a, a bigger wholesaler and I said, hey, can you help me find somebody for this? I was only going to make four grand with the original buyer. Mm-hmm. I. Turned it over to the wholesaler and said, hey, you've got the best buyers list in the city. Everybody knows that. He found someone 16K spread and we split it. I got 10K, he got 6K. And ultimately the owner was super happy. The guy that's buying it is super happy. He's gonna put a new construction house on there and sell it for 400,000 in the next couple of years. So he's happy, everybody's happy.
0: Incredible. So a total of 16,000 from one cold call. One cold call. Hold on a second. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. One call, 16000 bucks.
1: And there's a part two. So like I said, she lives next door. Now she wants to sell her primary residence and move to Nigeria. So we're going to end up listing that on the market because that's the best option for her. It's not a house in distress and she's not in distress. So in going along with, you know, what you teach, what the Go-Giver teaches about doing what's in the best interest of the, the client. We're going to list it on the market and it's going to be a nice commission and she's going to be able to liquidate that property and move on with her life and, and be super happy about it. So it's part one of two.
0: That's incredible. So not only did you make 16 off of one call, but potentially more once the commission comes through. I mean, what, what kind of sale are we talking about here? Is it three, 400,000?
1: It's about one hundred fifty okay so okay, it's still it's still a good sale it's It's a very up and coming neighborhood. I'll put it that way.
0: Awesome. And the other thing I wanted to peel apart here is you're a real estate agent, and a lot of people listening to this are have their license. I've been licensed since two thousand and four, but I'd love to get your perspective on it. What is it like, and how do you balance between wearing your realtor hat and wearing your wholesaler hat?
1: yeah that's that's an excellent question. If it's something where there's enough equity in it where the seller's baseline price, like this one, you know, she only wanted 20K, I knew it was worth 40K, then I'll say, let's just do a cash situation, no fees, no commissions, you're gonna walk away with a similar amount, even to what if you would have listed it, and it's just a lot less hassle at the end of the day. Like I said, we we did the closing in, in the back of my car. So that's one thing. And then if someone's just dead set on retail. They won't budge. They're not super distressed. I'll say, well, are you working with a realtor right now? And if not, let's work together. Let's get you the highest and best price. And that's what works best for them in that moment. Now, could things change? Absolutely. But at that time, if they're stuck on retail price, I'll just put on my agent hat and say, I'll put the listing together. Let's get it on the market and let's get it sold.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. You know, Tom Kroll... Really just pounded this into my head and probably everybody listening to this podcast said that, you know, people will trade their equity for speed and convenience. They will. That's essentially what we're doing. That's how we source deals. People will trade equity for speed and convenience, but sometimes they don't need the speed and convenience. They want the price. They want to go retail. And what you're doing is you're, you're providing that service. Now, what I highly suggest to everybody listening or watching this is. If you are licensed and you are you're super passionate about wholesaling and you want to get the biggest and best deals, I always go in as a cash buyer first. OK, the, it's the backup plan to be able to list the property. I don't go, hey, here's your two options. I can list your house and I could give you a cash offer. Which do you want to do? No, I listen to what they're saying, right? I see if they are truly motivated, if they have that problem that we can solve, they need this, they need the speed and convenience, then I just go straight at a cash offer. Now, if they want retail or if they've got some time or they don't really have that distress, then that's when you go to listing the properties, which is a powerful strategy, but just be careful because I see a lot of real estate agents that get into this, they start getting some opportunities, start getting some leads and everything turns into a listing because they just don't feel comfortable giving them a low ball offer, which I think is absolutely silly because remember, in every single purchase, transaction, anything, I don't care if it's a tube of toothpaste or a house, the buyer determines the value. A ready, willing, and able buyer determines the value on everything. So if you are the buyer, you determine what that property is worth. That is such a powerful thing. Once you get that seeded into your brain, then you are gonna go out there and you're gonna find some really fantastic deals. Because I think, Jake, we sabotage ourselves a lot assuming we know what or how much the seller wants. No, let them tell you. Uncover that by asking really 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 great questions, which it sounds like you do and it sounds like you're just having a lot of fun with it. So you've got you've got a you've got another job that you work 4 days a week, you're a real estate agent and you're a wholesaler.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's actually been, you know, it's been a challenge, I'll say that and and maybe I haven't scaled up as fast as, as other people that are doing it full-time, but you know, coming from data, I have good systems in place. I've got a lot of stuff is automated now with, with Zapier and like web integration, stuff like that. Mojo syncs up to the CRM. So I'm just trying to take as much manual labor out of the sales process as possible. And that's forced me to become super time efficient. And honestly, I don't go on every appointment. You have to pre-qualify people over the phone to see if it's worth, you know, the 30 or 45 minute drive. And sometimes it is and sometimes it's not.
0: hundred percent. And there's the four pillars of pre-qualifying every seller. That is the condition of the property, their timeline to sell it, their motivation and their price. If you ask questions all so that you're getting those four answers, you are going to go on qualified appointments and you're not going to just waste a lot of time driving to people that will never or meeting with people that will never do business with you. And that is so critical, especially when you're starting out. If you learn the habit of pre-qualifying 100% of your leads, 100% of the time, you're going to be successful way faster than if you're just jumping in the car and going to every single property or anybody that's having a nice, friendly conversation with you. Friendly conversations are great. It's even better when you pre-qualify them and you determine whether or not this person is going to do business with you. So make sure that you're pre-qualifying. Guys, if you need any of these resources or just checklists or whatever, talktopeople.com. Check it out, talktopeople.com. But Jake, phenomenal. What is your goal, man? I mean, is your goal to have a big portfolio of properties? Is your goal a certain amount of passive income? Is your goal to just explode this wholesaling business to where you don't work in it anymore? Like, what is your goal, man?
1: Yeah, so I I have my goals kind of set up in steps. So the first goal for me, do at least six figures a year wholesaling, right? I have a deal right now that we're locked up 55,000. So once the environmental is done on that piece of land, that's going to be a huge jumpstart for me and my business to get to that goal for this year. Yeah. And then doing this full time, it's kind of like phase two, phase three is just then being able to cherry pick those deals when I can, you know, we're, we're buying one, you know, in a couple of weeks that I got from another wholesaler, but because a lot of the buyers have dried up, I was able to get the price down super, super cheap. So I think being poised with cash at the right place at the right time, you can pick up a lot of good deals right now. And that's that's part of the goal as well is just building that portfolio. That's kind of the ultimate goal as well.
0: That is the perfect plan. That is the phases. Anybody that wants to be a real estate investor, unless you come from you know just a family of wealth or you already have wealth, you already have cash or inheritance or money that you've made or whatever, if you don't have that, which most of us don't, You need to get that cash into your bank account. And that's what wholesaling is. Wholesaling is hitting the lottery. Wholesaling is, you know, like having inheritance fly in. I mean, it is absolutely incredible. So what you do is you source deals. You wholesale them, you build a nice nest egg, and then you cherry pick the best deals that you're sourcing yourself to keep, build your portfolio, and now you're building wealth. That is the master plan. It's very simple. Don't complicate things. I mean, I'd love it. Pump everybody up. What is your passive income goal? Passive income goal, I would say like
1: big, hairy, audacious goal. Yep. I'd say $100,000 a month. Love it. And it's absolutely doable. If you just take, you're making $500 a month on how many properties and just get to that point, you're at $100,000 a month. And I know people that that have that. Oh, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm telling you, this is the blueprint that they have. Make money, put it into assets. Make money, put it into assets. Make money, put it into assets to the point where your assets are paying for your whole life paying for you to buy more assets. It just builds on each other. And that's what real wealth is. That's how you really build it up. That is absolutely incredible. And
1: it's generational wealth. It's forever wealth. I mean, that's stuff you can pass on to your family, put it in a trust, and it's just forever wealth
0: yeah, you keep these, you keep these properties forever. You give it to your family or charity or whatever it is at the end of your life, whatever it is, but you've got this incredible thing that, you know, we can make a ton of money, but if we spend it all, there's, there's nothing left. Why not have something that can give your whole family? I don't even care if it's your kids or your relatives or whoever it is, whoever you want to give it to or a charity, whatever it is, you have the opportunity to give somebody such an incredible gift and a head start to keep building. And you did it in a principled way so that they understand how you did it so that they don't screw it all up. So it's, it's just phenomenal. And, and you're being an incredible example to your friends, to your peers, to the people that you work with, to the people that you know, just, just people in your life. You're an incredible example of being proactive, building wealth, being happy, having freedom of schedule. It is the absolute best. It is so incredible.
1: It's amazing. And, you know, I'm listening to Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. You know, the people that he interviews in there, Ray Dalio, they don't have to work, but they work because they enjoy it and they love it and they have goals for giving. And that's that's the ultimate most satisfying thing is is to have the ability to give back to the community or to charity, to your church or whatever you're a part of these billionaires, you know, they sign a pledge to give like 90 plus percent of their wealth away and they're making the world a better place. That's really kind of the the peak of, you know, why I do this and I think why a lot of people do this too.
0: Absolutely. That's the purpose. Serve others. That is the purpose. That's why I love this business so much because we get to serve people, we get to help people that are truly in distress. Really, really, really in distress. Nobody's going to sign a contract to give away their property unless they have a problem that you can solve. And it is just absolutely incredible and rewarding at the end of the day when you've closed this transaction and they call you up and they are so relieved and so happy and so appreciative. I'm telling you, it's absolutely incredible. It's the best. So Jake, if people want to reach out to you, they want to squat up with you in Philadelphia, they want to be around you. How do they reach out to you and, and maybe pick your brain or ask ask some questions or just connect with you?
1: Uh, yeah, just, just look up Jake Washburn on Facebook. And then if you want to reach out to my business page on Instagram, just Wyatt Group, P-H-L. So W-Y-A-T-T-G-R-O-U-P-P-H-L uh, on Instagram. You can direct message and, and we can link up from there. I'm talking to someone who, who just joined Wholesaling Inc. In, in the Philadelphia area. He's working on his first deal right now. And it's so satisfying to be able to help the younger, you know, wholesalers just start out and, and get their first deal. And, and that I think you experienced that as well. Just seeing the people that you're teaching and coaching make this better life for themselves through wholesaling.
0: So. It's incredible. And it works a hundred percent of the time. There are not a lot of guarantees in life, but this is guaranteed. If you have enough quality conversations with distressed property owners, you win. You win every time. It is so incredible. So Jake, thank you so much for spending some time, giving some incredible resources, giving some incredible insight and inspiration. Really, really great. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, honored to be here, Brandon, and looking forward to uh, hopefully seeing you guys at the next conference when all this is over.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. We're excited about that too. And guys, if you are interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP family. It is the TTP program. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP, wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Scroll down, check out what the program's about. Check out the dozens and dozens and dozens and hundreds of testimonials. If it feels good in your gut, guys, sign up for a call. I would look forward to working with you personally. Jake, thank you so much. You're making an impact there in Philly. I love it. Thank you so much for being on here. And everybody, as always, I encourage you to talk to people. Until next time, guys. Love you. See ya.